Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Season 2 of the PAL, Pirkei Elvis Treasury from Art Scroll 5-7. Hey, Zayin, let's talk 10 again. Asara Nisim Asula Avasinu Bebeis HaMikdash. 10 miracles were performed for our ancestors in the Holy Temple. Number one, Lohipila Isha Meireach Besara Kodesh. No woman miscarried because of the aroma of the sacrificial meat. A pregnant woman who has cravings, the cravings must be satisfied. Number two, below Hisriach Besar HaKodesh Me Olam, the sacrificial meat and never became putrid. Number three, below Nira Zavuv Bebeis Hamit Bechayim, no fly was seen in the place where the sanctified meat was butchered. Number four, Velo Ira Kari, Lakoen Gadol, Beyom Hakipurim. No seminal emission occurred to the high priest on Yom Kippur. Number five, Velo Chibu Hagishamim Ish, Shel Atse Ahama Aracha. The rains did not extinguish the fire on the altar pyre. Number six, Velo Nitzcha Haruach Hasamud Ashan. The wind did not disperse the vertical column of smoke from the altar. Number seven, Velo Nimsa Pesul Baomer. No disqualification was found in the Omer of Lachem or in the two loaves of Lachem Apanim or the showbread. Number eight, Omdim Sefufim Rivachim. The people stood crowded together, yet there was ample space when they prostrated themselves. Number nine, Neither serpent nor scorpion ever caused injury in Jerusalem. Number ten, Velo Amar Adam Lachaveiro. Nor did any man say to his fellow, the space is insufficient for me to stay overnight in Jerusalem. Let's see if we could go one by one of these miracles that happen in the times of the temple and see a little bit deeper what's going on here. Many miracles occurred in the holy temple, some of which were to indicate the divine presence resides among Jews. See Yoma, which relates among others, the miracle of the western lamp of the menorah, which was the first lamp to be lit, yet the last to be extinguished. These miracles occurred for the benefit of our ancestors. In the Holy Temple, the abode of the of the Divine Presence, many of the laws of nature were transcended. A Chassid Yavitz explains spo- spoilage and destruction are a result of Adam's sin. In the world which God originally created according to His will, everything was to be perfect and eternal. Many things that seem miraculous to us are in fact nothing more than a manifestation of conditions that existed before Adam's sin. For example, the prophecy of Vigarzev im Kevesh, the wolf and sheep will live together, from Isaiah, expresses the idea that in Messianic times, as in God's original design of nature, animals will not be carnivore, carnivorous. See Rambam to Le- Ramban to Leviticus, who takes such prophecies literacy, but Rambam, Hilchos, Malachim views these prophecies as allegorical. The Holy Temple, a microcosm of creation, see Ramban to Exodus, was not subject to the familiar laws of nature, but instead functioned according to conditions that define the world before the sin, conditions that now seem miraculous. Back to the origins, Ramban explains that after the six days of creation, while God does not create anything ex nihilo, he may cause blessing to flow from a minimal source that he causes to grow as he wishes. The golden crown and the shulchan table in the tabernacle and later in the temple was a source of prosperity for all Israel. For God lifted the limitations that were placed on the natural world after the sin. God punished Adam with the curse of by the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread. In Genesis, prior to this curse, his food came to him effortlessly. And in the holy temple where the restrictive laws of nature after the sin were suspended, man was able to return to a world of sustenance without toil. See Das Chachma Musar for a beautiful presentation 
of the concept. So, no woman miscarried because of the aroma of the sacrificial meat. The tantalizing aroma of the meat of the temple offerings could arouse in a pregnant woman, woman such a desire to eat it that she might miscarry, God forbid. Miraculously, this never occurred from Rosh Hashanah of Yonah, even though it would have been permitted to feed it to her in order to save her life. Alternatively, even though a woman under such circumstances would have been allowed to eat sacrificial meat or any other forbidden substance, pregnant women might have refrained from entering the courtyard lest they be forced to rely on this leniency. Thus, our mission teaches that no such fear ever existed because of the miracle that no woman was ever overcome with such an uncontrollable craving. To first, Rishon amends it to read Uvas Mehen Shomin La, doing the word Ain. Mele, the Avos adds that a desire for food is related to a person's physical desires. The sacrificial meat was of such sanctity that it did not arouse these desires in man. So the meat never became putrid. Most minor offerings may be eaten for two days and one night after they are offered. But even though they were not refrigerated and were exposed to a hot climate, they never spoiled. Alternatively, this refers to instances when one was unable to burn the limbs of a burnt offering immediately. In such cases, he was permitted to place them on the altar and burn them later, and they did not become unfit, even if they were not burned, not burned for a few days. Nevertheless, they did not spoil. No fly was seen in the place where the meat was butchered. The meat of offerings was slaughtered, butchered, and washed on marble ta- tables erected in the temple courtyard just to the north of the altar. See Shkullam. Even though blood and internal tissue and organs normally attracts flies, they were miraculously never seen on the meat from Eri nor in the temple. Slaughterhouse, a phenomenon that was indicative of the divine presence resting in the temple from Rashi. According to Tiferes Yisrael, God performed this miracle in order to spare the quantum who served there the discomfort of such a repulsive sight. In the bottom immune, in a homiletical vein, the Magad of Mezrach renders may olam as from the world, truly righteous people who have elevated the physical aspects of their lives, who have sanctified the meat, so to speak, and have contact even with people who are obsessed with worldly pleasures and not be influenced by them. The holy meat, quote-unquote, never becomes spiritually putrid, may olam from the world. No seminal mission occurred. The temple service of Yom Kippur could be performed only by Kohen Gadol, a high priest. The seminal mission, among other causes of tumult, ritual impurity, renders any Kohen spiritually impure and unfit to officiate in the temple. Such an impurity, because it emanates from the body, would be humiliating for the Kohen Gadol. Miraculously, it never occurred in the temple in order to save him from embarrassment. Rav and Rashi. The rains did not extinguish fire on the altar. The altar was situated in the temple courtyard, which had no roof. Nonetheless, the rains never extinguished the fire, which was fueled by wood stacked on the altar, Rambam and Rav. The wind didn't disperse the vertical column. The smoke from the offerings of the altar rose in a vertical column in order not to discomfort the koan and by going into their eyes. Even on windy days, the smoke miraculously did not flow downwards towards the koan and Rav and Meiri Siyoma. According to Rambam, the miracle was slightly different. While the offerings were being burned, the wind would blow softly rather than stormily, allowing the smoke to ascend. Rashi, based on Yoma, deletes these two lands items, the rain and column smoke from the list of the ten miracles of the temple, and compensates by viewing the next three items, Omer, two loaves, and Shobert, as separate miracles, Raviona seems to concur. No disqualification on the Omer. A meal offering of barley was offered in the temple on the morning of the 16th of Nisan, the second day of Pesach, after which the people were allowed to eat grain from the new crop. See Leviticus. A limited, a limited amount of barley was cut the night before and offered in the morning. Had a ritual defect been found in the barley or occurred in any other part of the service, the offering could not be brought that year, since the cutting and gathering of the barley is permitted only on the night of the 16th. See Menachos and Teferis Yisrael. Miraculously, no such problem ever occurred. The 
two loaves, grain of the new crop was only permitted to be used for temple offerings only after the two loaves were offered. They had to be baked before the onset of Shavuos and offered on the festival itself. If they became disqualified by defect, replacements could not be baked and no offerings could be made from the new crop for the next year. Rav and Rashi, no such defects was ever found. At the bottom, quickly, Rav Yeshua Heschel of Monastrich views the mission as a testimony to the abiding faith of the Jewish people and their ability to thank God for their lot in life, whatever it may be. Even though Jews sometimes stand crowded, quote-unquote, oppressed by the vicissitudes of life, they still thank God for providing amply for their needs. Or the showbread, 12 loaves were baked each Friday and placed in the temple in the in the temple on the Sabbath, on the table in the temple, where they remained until new loaves replaced them on the following Sabbath. If a defect were found, the mitzvah could not be performed because new loaves could not be baked on the Sabbath, but no, def- no defect was ever found. Rav and Rav Yonah. The people stood crowded, but they was. A lot of room when they bowed down. Throngs of pilgrims gathered in the temple courtyard on the festivals and Yom Kippur filling into capacity. Yet miraculously, though there was not even enough room to stand comfortably, each person had ample room to prostrate himself and confess his sins on Yom Kippur or to recite personal prayers on the festivals without being overheard by his neighbors from Rashi and Rav. Neither serpent nor scorpion ever caused injury. No serpent or scorpion ever bit a person fatally in Jerusalem from Rashi. The sanctity of the city protected its inhabitants from Machsarvichi so that the many snakes and scorpions found in Yerushalayim miraculously did no, did no harm from Meiri and Teferis Yisrael. Nor did any man say there is no space. Because of the holiness of the city, God provided for the needs of all of its residents so that no one ever had to move to another city to seek a livelihood. Thus, no one ever complained the place is too confining for me. Excuse me, too confining for me. I don't find enough economic opportunity here from Rashi, Rav, and Machsarvichi. Alternatively, this refers to those who came to Yerushalayim for the pilgrimage festivals. No one complained that there was no room for him, that he lacked space, or that things were too expensive. The throngs of people came to the city was miraculously able to accommodate all of them sufficiently. Join us next time as we talk about 10 things that were created on the Sabbath Eve here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.